All right. Hello. Nice to meet everybody. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Um, and welcome to the One Pod finale, the last episode of One Pod for a while, probably. Yeah. I'm excited. I love being done with things mostly. Um, I've got, I've got orange wine to celebrate because Ooh. that's they're drinking orange wine in the show. So I have, even though. Uh, orange wine isn't made with oranges. It's actually made with grapes. I'm sure you could make. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you could make wine with oranges. That's supposedly what they're. Oh, drinking. I made wine with oranges. At the end of One Piece, but uh, in in Brooklyn, New York, you can only buy the most basic of orange you, wines. That's not true. There's you can make of, or, you can make orange wine. I could. I won't. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> Oh, it's so oh, it's so easy. I made I it. It's so easy. Won't do that. But I love that I could. I you love really that could. I could. You can do it like, just right now. Over the weekend, that's what I did, and I was like, "Whoa, that's alcohol in a month." I might. But let's get to the pod, guys. Yeah. Welcome back. We're finishing up season one of One Piece live action today. All right. I'm Katu, your host. I'm joined, as always, by my friend Stevie, who is new to One Piece. And today we are joined by One Piece TikToker Sugar Low. Hello. Yeah. I'm hi. Low. I'm so glad you're here. I full full disclosure, slip behind the curtain. Most of the guests on this pod are people I know, and most of whom are my friends in real life. <laughs> but Sugar Low is someone who I just slid into his DMs because he makes some of the best One Piece live action TikTok content. <laughs> And just One Piece content in general. I think I saw your video where you were like, they should really be playing the English One Piece theme song in all Margaritavilles. Yes, they really should. It just fits. I was like, this guy gets it. He gets that One Piece is ultimately a show about being a parrot head. <laughs> this has been running a running theme on the show. And uh, it's correct. It's so true. So, I feel like every man over 50 in the live action show just embodies oh Jimmy my Buffett. God, absolute. I've been saying this. Every man over 50 in this show, with maybe the exception of Chef Zaff. I'm sorry, yeah. Chef, Chef yeah. Zaff is not giving vacation. He is giving workaholism. Yes. Um, But low-key, so is everyone that works in the restaurant industry. So it's true to life. All right, man. Uh, I cannot contain my excitement because Stevie texted me before this saying you had hot takes. Oh, I have, I have some spicy takes. Yeah. Ah, Ooh. hell yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get right. Let's get right into it. We start off this episode with a truly horrific scene of child tattooing, mm-hmm. which. So I have. Ooh. I've. I have kind of mixed feelings about this scene because it was hard to watch, right? Like, it was hard to watch. And it's one of those things where this happened in the anime and manga. We know that this happened. We know that they tattooed child Nami and it was a traumatic experience, but we don't see it on screen. Mm-hmm. So it in some it hits different. Um and then I think in some ways, the fact that they showed it is proof that live action One Piece is doing this, like, it's trying to take a dark and edgy turn, which 
I have mixed feelings about overall. I don't know. It's hard for me to say anything about it because I'm like, I didn't like watching it. I know why it was there, but it was still hard to watch. Did it feel like exploitation a little bit? Am I going to use the word torture porn? No, I think it's, I think it's just, but it's, it's in the gray area between torture porn and not torture porn, which is a weird place to be. I feel like a lot of messed up things happen to children in both the anime and manga. I'm, I'm anime only, by the way, and Mm -hmm. caught up. So I have not read. (laughs) Both anime and manga, but not caught up. So (laughs) there is nothing I can spoil for you. Do not worry about that. Don't worry. Um, I'm actually I'm not good at not spoiling things. So, fair. Um, I have spoiled a lot on this podcast already. It's true. <laughs> I try my best to make my uh my make my content like as spoiler free as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of try to do that as yeah. well. Not like, like I'll mention stuff, but and now I am someone who does not care about spoilers, so my opinion's a little bit biased but i'm like okay well it's not gonna ruin one piece for anybody if they realize oh they go to an island called water seven they go to an island called alabasta right like yeah (laughs) there's certain things you can talk about and you can walk around it um just like just being like a one piece content creator like i've had things spoiled for me i Mm -hmm. can't really help it but what you can help as an individual is you know maybe if somebody on their video says hey like spoilers up to this point don't then type like a comment thread about hey here are the spoilers for this arc and then just like go on i'm gonna like i'm gonna block don't, you I'm sorry. yeah don't be like that that's uh, i it, i okay it, I you know a, it, yeah i have yeah. an i have a theory that um like commenters on tiktok are like posters on tiktok but evil like they have all of the stupidity of tiktok posters but none of the regard for their fellow human that's how the comments can be so funny though it's it's like a sacrifice it's like uh, equivalent exchange every tiktok every tiktok is like hey and i'm trying to be so nice and i'm trying to and and spoilers for this arc and i'm trying to call this creator out but i'm doing it in this really kind way and then all of the comments are like dumb whore dumb whore dumb whore dumb whore yes i'm talking about my own content the, the comments are like one piece title yeah. dies <laughs> yes that's all it is okay, I, i've had i had that said, happen on my comic-con tr- content it's true to, <laughs> it's true to the spirit of the anime to just massively spoil what's about to happen in the next 30 minutes you know what it's admirable yeah oh does anybody have any more thoughts about the like horrific like child tattooing I, scene. I would say this is like the most painful thing to like physically watch in the entire show, other than Helmeppo's cheeks in the first episode. Well, but I, I gotta be a, look. I'm pro Helmeppo's cheeks. I I think it, I think it was tasteful <laughs> male nudity. I, I am pro Helmeppo's cheeks. I was. Uh, pro, I it was like um, it was necessary for the plot. <laughs> I mean, really, it, 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 I mean, not necessarily showing the cheeks, but we've already talked about how it, it was necessary mm-hmm. for him to be naked. Um, yeah. For the, for the it jokes. It shows the vulnerability of the character. Well, that is true. That is true. I will say that. Yeah. Um, also, Helmapo does, um, last couple episodes, he's uh, mm-hmm. definitely been t- showing some growth. 
Yeah. He does show growth. You know, my take that the big love story of live action One Piece season one is Kobe Helmeppo. Um, just because they dedicated way too much time to that. There's a scene in this where um they're like talking to Garp and they're talking to Garp about their goals, very much work performance review, right? And they're like, we're friends, I guess. And I'm like, this feels like, oh, it's not because, oh, I guess we're friends because we don't like each other. It sounds like, I guess we're friends because actually it's a very complex situationship, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're being put in a position to describe your relationship in front of your boss, but like you just like sucked each other off 10 minutes ago. Like that's what it's giving. That's right. what the actor's <laughs> performance. I guess it was like, uh, my friend he's my he's my I was like oh it's, it, it is yeah. whatever <laughs> I know it's it's giving like oh yeah this is your cousin Helmeppo and his long-term roommate Kobe it's right. it's not just like there's room for interpretation it's like Oda like slapped a piece of paper down on the table that said room for interpretation you know what I mean like yeah. here you go <laughs> interpret that i will say i went back and reread um the final like the arlong fight and this part of the manga when i was researching this episode and there is something critical about the helmeppo kobe storyline that they left out which is the fact that for most of this like training arc whatever getting forced to do menial labor and hang out with Kobe arc. Helmeppo is wearing polka dot shoes and ripping cigs the whole time, yeah. which they criminal that they didn't include that. All right. Was, was he ripping cigs on? Um, I don't, I can't remember. He was the island. ripping cigs. Uh, I like, I really the, like before that forgot that Helmeppo was a smoker. I don't he, think that's shown in the anime. I, it might not be in the anime. Yeah, I was that doesn't ring a bell to me. The cover stories that all of this is based on, right? So I was looking at the cover stories, and he's just ripping cigs the whole time. Yeah, um, actually, the only one I think that is ripping cigs all the time is Sanji. Yeah. Hmm. And he's not... Okay, here's the thing. If you think Sanji is ripping cigs all the time in the live action, oh, baby, you are not ready for the anime and manga. My <laughs> man is up... We're told that his food is good and i'm choosing to believe it but he is up there in the kitchen cigarette in his mouth fully ashing (laughs) into whatever he's cooking constantly big tobacco can't fool me that's a plan right there There, like um i I found out the other day that there's a a chef at one of the restaurants here that that does that that. does that is the food good is the food oh Okay, we found the we found the most Sanji pilled person. Oh, uh, more more Zeph like than than mm. uh, than mm. Sanji like. So old. Yeah. <laughs> Man, let's talk about that actual episode though. Okay, yes. the sun rises on Coco Village. They gotta go. It's time to fight. All right, they go. They hit up Arlong Park. Sanji and Zoro are fighting NPCs video game style. We haven't seen that since episode one. And guess what? I am still not a fan. <laughs> I'm still not a fan of that. I think it's weird. I kind of... I have this other issue with it, all right? So the way it's set up in most of the anime and the manga is that every big fight, there is conveniently 
about one member of the enemy's crew per member of the Straw Hats. Mm-hmm. And they're conveniently kind of matched up in skills. Like there's always like a shooter to fight Usopp and there's a sword guy to fight Zoro and there's a woman to fight Nami, right? Like that's kind of how they line it up to a point where it feels very... Yeah, that, those, 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 are those, those are their skills. Uh, you know, yeah. shooter, you know, swordsman, woman. Yep. That's that, hey, that's <laughs> it. But they do. They usually like line it up like that, right? And it feels a little contrived. I can see how that wouldn't translate to live action because if you're fighting, if you're reading the manga or watching the anime, you're already bought into kind of a higher level of fakeness, of mm. uh, unreality. Right, so you're like you well, get to okay, imagine the blank space in between, yeah, kind of. And also, like, unlike live action fans, unlike the kind of sci-fi and fantasy fans that they're trying to court with the One Piece live action, most manga and anime fans are all about the one-on-one fight. Yeah, I love this shit. I'm all about the one-on-one fight. I'll I'll, gi- I'll give a I'll give a a take to that. Uh, I, how far are you into the story? Just so uh, I like, frame a I'm reference. In thriller bark, but I do okay. not give a shit about spoilers. So, so. I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> okay. But something that you know, and you're right. That's kind of like the theme. But something that uh, a kind of gets it, it gets a little repetitive in a way, and that gets um yeah. addressed. During the time, uh, during when the time skip happens, and then when the arc Dressrosa happens, things shake up where you're not just dealing with the straw hats; you're dealing with a lot of people, and it really does make things exciting. Because I've always said this: One Piece is great not because of the main characters, but because of the side characters. They breathe yeah. life into everything. That's true, and like even the live action, I do think, um, in, in the live action and the anime and manga the world feels very lived in mm-hmm. you know the world feels very real like the characters actions have weight uh like they take the rules of the world very seriously which is not something that could be said about all uh battle shonen you know <laughs> I think because a lot of it is a lot of the elements, regardless of what it is with One Piece, and they do this very well in the live action, and I'll explain my take on why I think that is, is that they make everything very relatable. Yeah. Not like a single part of the show has some form of, I can't relate to this. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a crew member for pretty much everybody. Um, there <laughs> is an arc that explains pretty much every other world situation that we are encountering today it's very just so there's something to attach to where you can feel like hey this feels real mm-hmm. because it does come from real life yeah it does it does it, the um the characters like emotional issues their societal issues the way they relate to each other and their government even though like we got fucking gumby over here they mm-hmm. still relate to each other in a way that feels very real which yeah it's yeah. kind of what makes it a step above a lot of other anime. This is just going to be me like, I like One Piece. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a very uh, big fan. I think uh, <laughs> it, it's just my it's my first anime ever mm. because I thought every anime was a thousand episodes long. I had to choose one. That was it. I chose One Piece. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, but right. so here's the thing. 
in the anime and manga, everybody gets every everybody gets one guy to fight, right? And it, they're usually kind of lined up to the crew members' skills. But they do this weird thing in the Arlong fight. So obviously we have to do Luffy versus Arlong. That's the big finale yeah. of the series. And then we have Sanji and Zoro just whacking off NPCs. Not like that. <laughs> Violence-wise. And, but they Violently still, whack them off. Violently whack them they're violently whacking <laughs> off fishmen. Ooh, oh wait, um, I don't know if now is the right time, but I need to issue a correction for last episode of the pod. And right. the last episode of the pod, uh, me and Stevie and Dane had this whole conversation about what's the deal with the fishmen? Do they lay eggs? Are there fish women? I went back and I read the Arlong fight part of the manga, and Oda did answer this in an SBS. <laughs> the fishmen are mammals they do not lay eggs there are fish women and they give birth the way humans do i'm sorry podcast listeners i am just like i could i could also answer part of this question but it is explained in a future arc so i mean fishman island yeah they, yeah they, they, they explain that there's not just fishmen there's, there's also mermaids that, that is what Ooh. i was gonna say yeah Ooh. Um, I thought mermaids were in, in in one piece, but okay. So Zoro and Sanji are whacking off fishmen, not the way fish women do, <laughs> the violent way, mm-hmm. right? They're whacking off fishmen, but they still keep the part where Usopp has a one-on-one fight, which in some ways I really like because I want I'm an Usopp, so I want Usopp to have more screen time, right? But at the same time. One of my major gripes with the way with this series and the way they characterize Usopp is they kind of downplay almost everything he does. You know? And that you really see it in this episode because yes, he wins his fight against one fish man, which in the anime and manga, Zoro and Sanji also win their fights against one fish man. But in this, he gets one fish man. Zoro and Sanji get like twenty. Yeah, but he also, right. you know, I will, I will say he gets uh, a very skilled fish man right. with a cool power. The ones that they're fighting and a name, you know, are, are the, <laughs> and a name, you know, yes. they're, they're they're fighting the most basic fish men. Right, right. Like, they're fighting like guy that works out at the library, and yeah. he's got Chu, who's one of like the main guys. He's the one that yeah. was. None of the ones they're fighting are shooting are shooting bullets made of whiskey. Yeah. I think they're they're both fighting they're fighting the fodder and they're fighting Kurobi because Hachi isn't explicitly shown in I live action, but the, it, he it, he is mentioned. So oh. there is a design for it. like it's in the credits. So my theory. Oh, did they cut him because he looked too stupid? Uh, well, I think that because so this is my my take. I think that and um and this ties into to kind of like the how how uh, One Piece is trying to make this live action more relatable to a broader audience. And to me, a lot of the fight scenes and a lot and it's specifically like stuff like when Arlong gets shot out of the water in the Baratier when they come up and that like that ah type mm-hmm. of way one of my favorite you, scenes baby love that scene <laughs> i think you may have said this earlier and that's where i'm getting this from but 
the action feels a lot like I'm watching the Power Rangers. And I did not say it. I said it felt like Bollywood. <laughs> that's actually what I would say. You, you want an that. act, you want a live action anime done correctly. Get Bollywood, get Tollywood, get the people who made RRR. That right yes! there. I love right there. RRR. Yes! One for one. Get will those nail guys. Everything it's get so those good. Guys. Um, it's so good. I, yeah, I, I think, you know, previously, like, uh, I compared, like, I compared that when we were talking about, um, that scene at the Baratier, mm-hmm. I, I compared it to um, Doom 2, which is a Bollywood movie. And I think the fight choreography could take some notes from that in, in this particular episode. I think like the fight choreography in other episodes has been really good. This one, um, I mean, the, the Luffy Arlong fight, I think, was good, but there were a lot of like weird shots in you the I, I Anji and Zoro fights. You know who they should get for next season of One Piece? You know that Bollywood actor with the fucked up thumbs? Oh, Hrithik Roshan, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I yeah. Imagine him as, you don't know who this is, but he's a major villain next season. Imagine him as Crocodile. One of the uh, future crew members is supposed to be Indian. Fuck yeah. Is it? Yes. Oh, I have to bleep that. That's a major spoiler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I so the thing is, I really like Usopp's individual fight. I'm fine with the fact that they cut Hachi. I don't really like how so, the fishmen look, and I cannot imagine he would look good. Stevie- and so this this brings back to what I was gonna. I, I'm like tying all this in, right? Um, so it, it like feels like Power Rangers, and I know that this is gonna hit with a lot of older individuals because my friend's dad was like wa- watched the live action, not knowing anything about what this was he's like all the way through it and then he goes to my friend he's like you know this thing's based on an anime that's crazy like like it's like that's great so i did um i'm the worst kind of person i i made my dad read the manga (laughs) i i made my dad read the manga. i just gave it to him right so to me for bedtime so i gave it to him on vacation in july this is all recently. Um, and I gave it to him. So he, I thought he would like the live action. But he watched like one episode. And he said, well, it's really hard to deal with the fact that uh, the characters don't look like they did in the manga. I'm like, eh, all right. Okay. Okay. Fair. Man. Fair. Um, uh, but you said the, you don't like the way the fishmen look. I don't um, like the way the fishmen look. I will say, I think that they were done better than I thought they were. Just because I appreciate the fact that this show made an attempt to do as much practical effects as they could. And I Mm -hmm. think that's why it feels a lot more authentic. That's why I think like Star Wars feels very authentic because they have a lot of Mm -hmm. practical creatures. I always think practical puppetry looks better than CGI. I do agree. I I feel like we're alienating Stevie with all the manga talk, but I have one last question. And then I'll get back to live action. I'm so sorry. But what do you think they should do for Chopper? So I've seen a lot of input about this. I don't think it should be full CGI. I think like the best bet would be like, there's this, like, what is it? Like Sweet Tooth is the show on Netflix that do like the deer. They have like little, like little animal kids or whatever. (laughs) Um, I think they might just marry him. Like they did in the live action, the Mary live action. I think they might do that for Chopper. Okay. Something okay. similar. Um, 
I don't know how I I I just I have no <laughs> I'm a idea. fan of 2D animated but on screen like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I well I'm well what I'm saying is I'm not going to spoil anything but if the live action were to make it where we are in the anime I think that would be the best bet. Oh, that's what I think they should do. Uh that's what I think they should do for Gear 5. That, that, yeah, that's what yeah. I was right. Absolutely. Uh, that was my first thought. I was like, could you imagine just... I don't think it'll make it that far, though. That's my... I think it'll yeah. get... I, I don't know how far they'll make it. I'm hoping up to the time skip. I, I'm very hopeful that this will be a show that at least goes on longer than we expect. Mm-hmm. My I think the big question is, will it make it to the end without straying too far from the source material. I think it's going to end, but I I, yeah. I don't know how. I think so, it might, fans might drop off as the show goes on. I think it might be like a Walking Dead type of deal, if, if you've uh, seen that. Luckily, it won't have the Game of Thrones problem where it runs out of source material. Really? Um, It might have the strength, like... <laughs> What I think you mentioned this, the, the struggles, like the actors the aging struggle, out. The struggles are that, like, One Piece, it, it's crazy how little time passes in One Piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize this, no. <laughs> like, it's crazy how little time passes in One Piece. This whole season is like a week. Two weeks, if we're being yeah. generous, right? Um, I think the pre-time skip is like six months. For the record, that's so crazy. For the record, we're getting close to the time where we have to take a 10-minute break and then do another Zoom call. Um, Just warning you guys. Um, I understand that now. I did not understand why I thought someone was taking like a smoke break. I was like, all right, I respect it. I might take a smoke break, but um, no, this is one pod, one pod lore. I don't pay for Zoom premium, which means we're only allowed to do 40 minute sessions and you have to take 10 minute breaks in between, which I personally think is good. More breaks. Bring back intermissions in movies. I really want to see. I agree. I agree. But um, I, I need I, I so lore behind the name Sugarlow. I'm named Sugarlow because uh, that was like. I tried to do music at first and that's how I did it on TikTok and mm-hmm. I'm a diabetic. So sugar low, haha, very neat. Um, and it just stuck. Uh, I think it's catchy. I don't feel the need to change it to anything one right. piece related. The so, lore yeah. behind my the lore behind my screen name and comedy stage name and name that I write under is that my grandmother had a friend named Katu, and that's what my parents have always called me. I will say Katu sounds like such a One Piece name, and that is such a compliment. It does. You Thank know. you. So I do like, I do like uh, making a mental note of the One Piece characters that have the same name as our guests. <laughs> and there isn't one for me. There's no Katu, but there is a Karu and a Kaku. I was gonna say there is. Yeah, so that's what it's, me of. it's close. Yeah, uh, Karu is a giant duck. And Kaku is a fet. <laughs> so I, I he he lied to the crew. I'm convinced. You know, I thought I he lied to the crew. Look, I'll say that. When it comes to Water Seven, which I did watch a little of this weekend. Um I rewatched My little... favorite opener is from that. Oh, that's arc. a banger. That's a banger. That being said, I'm a Polly fan. <laughs> oh man. 
We That'd be a, a fun cosplay. I love we the, I love the side characters. 30 seconds left, so I don't even know if I want to bring up more fights. Um, the ah uh, shit. The Arlong voice is so close to the Bane voice. Are we going to talk about this? Do you have time to talk about this? Oh, um, a little bit. I mean, Ar- I, I, I the Arlong. That actor is clearly doing a voice. I do not think that's his real voice. He's clearly doing like a thing, but he he's doing like Bane inflection. He's like, huh, you you merely adopted by the sea. I was born in it, <laughs> raised by it. Like he's he's doing a Bane. I think he he's doing a very like he's doing the like whole like we are oppressed type speech but we like are. in the bane voice to like it, it it's very this is the thing about the live action things are very clear unless you are very marvel brained and you really can't pick up on things yeah um, I, uh, i'm dropping a spicy take as we're running out of time arlong park is israel that is my spicy take i will talk more about that when we come back because like that Wow, you're, we're going on break with that? Okay. Okay. Process this. <laughs> okay, listener, what happened was we took a 10 minute break. I went out and smoked a cigarette, came back turn on the new recording and uh stevie is now dressed like ken yep he is just ken i love it oh this is awesome everybody (laughs) oh my goodness oh what better way to spend a major holiday than podcasting (laughs) yeah well I'm, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go drink hopefully not as uh not as much as as the last two nights you know uh my birthday's over now so I can't. Oh, I forgot to say how how was your birthday? It was good. I won um I won bingo. Well, um, you, good. Yeah, as you should on your birthday. Yeah, no, it was it was um narratively narratively perfect because it was uh the final round of the final bingo of the season because the restaurant that has it um you know that was their last night was their last night for the year um and it would have been better if it wasn't a five-way split. Like if I had just won the $1,400 myself, yeah, uh, that would have been way cooler. But I walked out with $280 that I didn't walk in with. So. I'm like, I'm mentally stopping myself from doing the math to, fa- oh, you said 280? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I'll do the math when I edit this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, guys, welcome back. Um, Things were about to get hot and spicy here on one pod. <laughs> I completely forgot. Oh okay. my god. <laughs> I just Hit dropped it. that one in there and then Ugh. I, I know. I had ten minutes to process that and I didn't. <laughs> you know what I processed? Some of these takis in my stomach. Oh, yeah. I don't think those processed either. Anyway, so what were you saying about Arlong Park? <laughs> Arlong Park is Israel. Uh yeah, like, a little bit. Like you know, they are, you know, the fishmen are um, obviously completely right that they um, that they were horrifically oppressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, so they, you know, they have this space of their own that they've created. And not all the fishmen live there and they don't represent all of the fishmen. Mm-hmm. Um, but a know, fishman he, is one of the warlords of the sea now. So, right. but like, um, 
like I really the thought popped into my head when I saw the 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 wreckage of the village, uh, and then him giving a speech about how like we are oppressed mm-hmm. while the people around the people whose homes they just destroyed um, are oppressing them, the people who destroyed the homes, and they're going to you know. I thought about that a little bit so too bad. with this scene where it's like all of the um all of the citizens of Coco Village, Coco Village. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I have to. I I'm sorry. I love little Mr. Bane impression. Yeah. And so all the citizens of Coco Village just took up arms and were like, "No. We are storming. We are we are fighting even though it's essentially a suicide mission." Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know it did remind me. It, <laughs> it, it did remind me of certain current events. Yeah. Um. And obviously, obviously, it could not have been on purpose because right. This this show was filmed quite some time ago. I know this podcast started anime and manga. Like it's not you know. Yeah. I I, mean, I can't remember who said it online but it was some internet personality and they said like logistically speaking that conflict so so complicated who know who knows how this is all gonna end but morally speaking a-, a child could watch a tv show and point out the bad guy just as easily as as, as something like this granted absolutely all the correct information is, is i out mean there. look we all know why it's heinous and wrong to compare what's happening in the world right now to uh, the manga Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, but comparing it to one piece, completely fine. <laughs> I will I will say as um, the, on- the only thing, just like as a, just an animator, and, I I, like and I've Attack seen on- that. Sorry, I'm going to go ahead. I don't like Attack on Titan because, of an- because it's anti-Semitic. That, it's exactly what I was going to say. Like it, it me- the meaning is means well, but it just <laughs> completely just like, there's no thought put into this. This is very obviously just slapped on um, as a means to like to prove a point. But like saying that the people who are oppressed need to be oppressed because they're like literally will turn into monsters. Yeah, that's a bit problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's extremely problematic. But, I don't. I don't feel like from my 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 heritage that I'm going to turn into a giant at any point in time and eat a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't I, feel I like agree. that either. Piece does these comparisons so, extremely well. One piece is extremely politically consistent in that it is always anti-authoritarian at yeah. all costs, which is so refreshing to see from an anime. Look. Mm. Japan's a pretty conservative, pretty authoritarian state in real life. Yeah. That's where anime comes from. A lot of anime is conservative with a capital C. Not all of it is super political. Most of it isn't. But the, nothing's created in a vacuum. Right. And... There's a range. I, the the most authoritarian anime manga is probably Attack on Titan. And then I wouldn't even say that. Okay, if we're imagining one of those quads of political, you know. The I compass. Well, yeah, if we're imagining a political compass, I don't even think One Piece is like all the way to the left. But I do think it's all the way to the libertarian, which is 
a really big change from most anime and manga, which tends to veer pretty authoritarian in ideology. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you enjoy it, that doesn't make you an authoritarian. <laughs> but that being said, One Piece is really refreshing because of its like extreme libertarian, but specifically left lib take on the story and the story essentially turns into fighting authority at all times at all costs Mm -hmm. and of course in the story this is extremely justified because almost all authority is bad the world government Mm -hmm. is uh extremely corrupt if it is not directly oppressing the citizens like Lieutenant uh, full body, not full body. Captain Morgan, like Captain Morgan was, which by the way was not made as explicit in the live action as it was in the manga. Just gonna say that. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I, I feel. I feel like it would be. It's in the anime and the manga. What happened in like episode <laughs> one? In that part, it was made very clear that the citizens, regular everyday people, like uh, Rice Ball Girl and Rice Ball Girl's mom. Uh, hate Captain Morgan and want him out and celebrate him being out to the point where even the rank and file Marines celebrate Luffy defeating Captain Morgan. (laughs) So they're either, they are, if not directly oppressing the people, they are enabling people like Arlong who then directly oppress the people. (laughs) Yeah. Or there's people like full body who are just using their position as a means to like, you know, get, get women. Which mm-hmm. I mean I, I feel like that's at least it's that he's like, he the least bad marine, honestly. At least it's that. And hey, you will see you will see him in bits of stuff again. I th- there really? there's like you'll oh. see you'll see him in like little little like uh like conversations. You'll be like, Oh, look at that guy. Look at look at him. He he oh, look at him. He's trying he to get improves. laid still. Oh, that's cute. That that's the thing about uh One Piece. You'll always see the the side characters come by, there but were, a lot of a lot people, of what we're saying with um there were people uh, flying straw hat flags in protests in Palestine. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And look, politically, one pod is with the straw hats. I'll say that. Okay, so we have covered almost none of the actual fucking episode. Let's get back into it. Our long voice is so close to Bane voice. Already covered it. Next note. Uh oh, Buggy. Okay. Mm. So they release Buggy from the bag. Uh, and he doesn't help them. Ah, he, he's gone. Uh immediately just flips Zoro and Sanji the bird, and it is iconic. I wouldn't help them either, by the way. I wouldn't help them either. I'm I'm with Buggy. Okay. I, I do a lot of because I am inspired by One Piece to you know write stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 always like what what would this character do? You always like put yourself in the head of the character, and then that Buggy's not fucking staying around. Are you kidding me? No, no. are you fucking? He's gone. Me? He's he's a pirate. Yes. Right. The, the only the only reason <laughs> at all was to get his body back. Now that he's yeah. back. That's it. Why would he fight with them? Okay, they're his fault that he doesn't have a body to begin with. He was like, right? a, it was like a cute little Easter egg of a means to like get to Arlong Park, and okay. I and I and I like that. You know, oh, I like that little incorporation. 
I loved Buggy being a recurring character. Look, I'm a Buggy simp. I'm not ever gonna be bad. Oh my! Do you? You have no idea. Oh, I oh. <laughs> Oh, I know. Oh, I, I know how. <laughs> oh my goodness! There's a theory of there... things that he can do. Okay, well, most of it's been confirmed by the author. Anyway. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His dick comes off. So yep. it sure does. What's important is that the great Captain Usopp fells another notorious villain, and he did. Mm-hmm. And I wrote I, that. I, I love that moment when you realize that no one's there to see it. Yes. Oh, such a good line read. Again. It's so good. Ugh. Friend of the Pod Morgan was so right that he is possibly the best actor. I like that all of his lies throughout the story predict things that happen. Yeah. And it's just very funny. It's because his his mind is aligned with the zeitgeist, which is what I say when I'm drunk. Um <laughs> And I'm like, oh, how did I know that? My mind is aligned with the zeitgeist. <laughs> He's a god. God, he is. He's God to you. Stop. Go, go, do you? Oh, what an incredible, what an incredible little line read was just that the great Captain Usopp fills another notorious villain, and no one was around to see it. <laughs> Give this actor more to do. I, I I agree. I feel like there, you know what I I feel, I'm hoping that he's very stiff and rigid on purpose, mm-hmm. um to maybe like for the future like do some kind of like breaking out of his shell type hopefully, deal. Hopefully, hopefully um, he'd do that with a certain king of the snipers. Who knows? Possibly. Um, and I do think there's a lot of room for growth in this role, and I do. Yeah hope that the writers lean into that and i think there is stuff that is not seen in the manga that could be really expanded on in future seasons uh i'm talking about the climate act he's the climate act that's something that would happen next season so yeah that is a storyline that they can lean into am i a little skeptical I am. I'm a little skeptical because in this episode, they reveal the Straw Hat Jolly Roger. Do mm. they do they address the what happens in the um, manga and anime? What is canon? Which is that Usopp designed that. That's yeah. his design. Yeah. Like the um, artiste of the crew. He's the artiste mm-hmm. and the craftsman and. Did they address that it was his idea? Kind of, no. Again, they kind of took the credit away from him. And then it was something the whole crew did for Luffy. Right. Which, again, I am biased, but give my man Usopp his flowers. Like, I'm hoping they lean more into the sniper bit. Yeah. Because it, it has, in my honest opinion, fell a little off with, with that. They give him a bit of like an upgrade after the time skip. But it that that in and of itself doesn't really like kind of like lean into the snipery. I mean, there's two stuff. things. I gotta be honest. There's two things in season one of the the East Blue, the part that they cover in season one of One Piece live action. There's two main things that Usopp knows how to do, or that Usopp does for the crew that he doesn't do, and and then he doesn't do either of them in the live action. Number one, 
he knows how to fire the goddamn cannon. Yeah. And number two, he designs the Jolly Roger, the the main thing, the main piece of branding. Somebody cut Usopp his royalty check. Okay. Cur- so they may they might try to um might try to build up some tensions rather than lay it all on you. You know, make it a little bit more realistic. I mean, who knows? Wait, the, the thing is that they've got Sanji and Zoro taking out guys like they're fucking butter, right? They're just they're just slicing through fishmen like butter. I was gonna then, say that one kick where he just like kind of like stops midair after put, kicking that one fishman. I, I, I like that to, one. I hate to be honest, that was really sick. That was, that was <laughs> cool. uh, we're at that part in the episode too. We're at the part of the episode where Sanji gets ignored by Nami, the I- iconic I'm just Ken moment of the show. <laughs> the, oh, that was that was good. Yeah. Very Ken coded um, right there. It, the the real Ken coded behavior where Sanji <laughs> goes like, hey, help me. I just I just defeated it. Oh, all these fishmen. And she just completely ignores him. I could not ask for anything better. Sorry, I'm setting up Taz tweets right now because you're fine. Speaking it, of, um, oh, I guess like Ken. I'm moments. sorry. We're speaking. We're speaking of. Uh, we're speaking of Ken's. We're speaking of Sanji. Did you know that Sanji is played by an actor named Taz? And Taz tweets. Oh, oh Taz tweets. Yes. Oh, 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 it's time for Taz tweets. <laughs> it's, it's time for Taz tweets. when i set this up which will be a second because i am weirdly bad at technology for somebody that was born in 1996 he he tweets like the podcasters that show up on my mom's tiktok page i uh i made taz tweets sunday night because i was trying to be like productive and 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 work on the podcast ahead of time usually i put taz tweets together in like the hour before we record but I tried to be on top of it. And then for the last two days, I have been on Twitter and Taz has kept tweeting gold after gold after gold after gold. But the PowerPoint's already been made and I'm not changing it. So oh, no. No. It sucks. Um, okay, are we looking at my screen? Yeah. Taz tweets. Taz tweets. Welcome to the Taz tweets. In a special edition of Taz tweets, I to scroll that much these are all from this week he's he's been active he's, all right he's been, he has been an active tweeter this week let's see what's on the man's mind let's see what's on his mind. first up we got <laughs> takes the same energy to dig a grave as it does to build a shelter let's dig less graves and build more shelters um <laughs> okay first of all when you consider what's happening in the world right now this is uh really weird this is a really weird thing to say um also uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna prop up my grandmother's dead body like weekend at bernie's whenever yeah. they pass and just that that's where they go more shelters. Sorry, I have to leave this body out in the street because I could be building a shelter. No, no, shelters for dead people. They're like the the the, the halls of the to, dead in Sky. You're gonna have to fucking build shelters for dead people. What do you want to smell them? Also, 
It does not take the same energy to dig a grave as it does to build a shelter. Right. Let's just let's just start there. I mean, I'm sorry, we dug a hole here. (laughs) Digging a hole is hard, but like there are levels to shelter, right? With a hole, you dig a hole, right? You dig a hole, you're done. With shelter, you could who knows what you could be building, right? Right. Like you could be building a lean to, you could be installing hvac all right and i'm not certified for that so i'll stick to my graves thank you taz (laughs) be good and if you're going to be bad do it with a twinkle in your eye you said you're gonna play Baldur's gate 3 yeah this is a starian this he's just a starian that's all he is so this falls into my favorite subset of Taz tweets of horny Taz tweets. Um, this does have an air of horn dog. This has an yeah. air of horn dog. Um, and as I said about, as I say about all of the horny Taz tweets, inshallah this got him late. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> inshallah this got. I only want the best for him. Inshallah this got him late. Yeah. Oh my god. Last night I had um you know, an incredibly, um, a Taz moment. A, yeah. Or, or like a, either Taz moment or a Sanji moment, a, a, a fumble. Um, Oh, I think all, you have a lot of Sanji moments if we're being oh real. God do I. But like, <laughs> like, like there was, there was a girl who like, um, like we've kissed before and stuff. Like we were, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, okay. Not a Sanji moment. He's not kissing girls. <laughs> well, we were gonna well, live action. He's one. kissing himself in the mirror. But so we're we're about to oh. so like um we're about to like step outside for a cigarette um and I ended up like going to get a drink and got into a conversation with like you know my friend's girlfriend's dad like my friend his, his girlfriend had her parents there so like and they I, were at the bar. Yeah, so I'm just so I ended up okay. talking. I just ended up talking for like an hour and a half to to this random uh, older Massachusetts man about oh, um, about politics <laughs> to the point where like he tried to invite me to go back to like their house and continue the conversation. He's like, "What do you guys have at home? Like, what do you drink? You got any of that?" I'm like, and then, "Like, we're all looking at him like, no." Like, just try to politely shut it down. But then I look around, and I realize that girl and all of her friends are fucking gone. Like, I just just completely. Like did that even... girl, that girl, that that Nami, she really rushed off to hug Usopp and Zoro, and you were left in the lurch. Yes. So I went home alone. You really are just Ken. Yeah. Okay, next task tweet. <laughs> Every time there's a Goliath in the room, comma, it's just another chance for you to be David. I didn't even need you to. Fin- I didn't even need you to finish this sentence. I knew it was coming, and it hit me like a fucking train. Look, I am just okay. I'm actually going to take this piece of advice into my own life, and I will never be the bigger person. Okay. Every time I see a big person, I'm going to think about this task tweet, and I'm going to go small. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be all right. What? How do I be the smaller person? <laughs> Yeah, when someone's a giant asshole, shoot him with a slingshot. Truth. Thanks, Taz. Hit him in the head with a rock. Every time. This this goes into the... Since I am now a Taz tweet scholar, this goes into the category of Taz tweets I call bad advice. 
<laughs> Who is the thinker behind the thoughts? This is Taz saying this, by the way. <laughs> this is not something I would say, to be clear. Who is who the was, thinker behind your thoughts? Who is, who, who is, who, he was the thinker behind the Who is the thinker behind your thoughts? One way to find out is by shouting at the top of your lungs hey. toward the sky, that person is you. <laughs> I, I, I'm just reminded by that SpongeBob. I'm Look, ugly and I'm proud. I'm ugly and I'm proud. I, I know this does not. Uh, I know this doesn't really adhere with how I live my life, mm -hmm. but I actually do not need to shout my thoughts to know I'm the one that thought them. <laughs> like I, I, I do shout my thoughts, but I, <laughs> I already know who thought them, and it is me. <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Taz might be losing to the people that live in his walls. I think Taz needs to come on the pod. <laughs> I also want Taz to come on the pod. I, Taz, <laughs> please explain. What do you mean? Uh, okay, I think this is the last one, and it's my favorite one. I have been thinking about this. Ever since he tweeted it on October 28th, which is now three days ago. <clears throat> I love you, but I love Rome more. William Shakespeare slash Callum Grant. And I, I want to mention that Shakespeare is misspelled. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> okay. Guys, guys. Cass is thinking about the Roman Empire. I was going to say that he does think about the He's Roman Empire. He's doing it. He's doing it. Who's Callum Grant? Who's Callum Grant? I can't remember. Uh, an actor, I think. A Shakespearean I, I, look, actor? Now, I don't want to I don't want to speak about the British because I famously do offend them. But I believe in England being like a Shakespearean stage actor is a much bigger deal than it is in the U.S. where it means you're a loser that can't get film roles. I played the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. I'm allowed to say this. So. I feel like everyone from the U.K. is just living in the like the country equivalent of a children's ball pit. <laughs> And they're I, all the balls. The, everyone I, is the balls. I, I've been to the UK. It does kind of smell like a children's ball pit. So uh, I, I think he Wait, might Callum be quoting. Callum Grant's a TikTok guy, by the way. Wait, Callum Grant's a TikTok guy? Oh. Huh. Yeah. Taz is, on, Taz is not on TikTok. No, but you know who is on TikTok? Uh, Stephen Ward's Gab and Ward. That and the actress for Nami. Who has okay, commented on um one of my posts before, which ah. is pretty crazy. I was like, she commented on the one where I talked about Buggy's penis flying off. Oh, um, and, and she, she was, was she was like, I saw it and it was. <laughs> I am. I respect fighting... you so much, Emily Rudd. You. I am fighting inner demons, uh, and my inner demons are telling me to be casually sexist. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it comes yeah. from a place of love and respect. Yeah. Um, I actually, I actually do have a real place of love and respect for her because 
She's a weeb. I she, very much like so. She's like, a oh, weeb. Oh, like, she there's a bunch of yeah. Was like a massive One Piece fan who got cast in this role. She's living her dream. She's like every single like interview with like the cast like lined up like mm-hmm. talking about the stuff. Oh, she's always heard- like she's like the composer for all of them. Like, have you, um, have you heard who, my who's the actor that, that they- plays Zoro? Uh, McKenyu. Oh McKenyu? shit! Okay, wait. There actually what? Sorry. Uh, there was one last Taz tweet that I that that you haven't seen yet. Oh my goodness! I okay. didn't see this. Um, are you all seeing my screen? Yes. Yes. Okay. The final Taz tweet. It's not a Taz tweet. It's a McKenyu tweet. Whose IMDb is that? His own. His Twitter <laughs> profile is just a link. To his own IMDb. When was this tweeted? This is no, this is his profile, so it's always up there. Oh. So I've been spending a lot of time on the Taz Skyler Twitter um as a researcher of Taz tweets. As the primary scholar of Taz tweets, I've been spending a lot of time on Taz's Twitter. So Twitter suggested, hey, if you like Taz, you might like. McKenyu, the actor that plays Zoro. And McKenyu's profile on Twitter is just a link to his own IMDb. Amazing. This is awesome. Does he have any tweets? Like, did he tweet? Has he tweeted? He has, but not in a way that would be good for this segment. It's not in English, is it? Most of them are in Japanese. (laughs) Most of them are in Japanese, and most of them, because... Look, I, I don't know how unions work internationally. Right. So I don't know if he's part of I think he's I don't know if he's part of SAG. SAG after um, not sure. No. I mean, they, they, I, at this point, probably. Um it's hard to say because One Piece was like a major US film franchise, but also um not right like it did very well globally it did very well globally but like ultimately he is a japanese national his management's in japan his agents in japan and i noticed a lot of the promotional material didn't have him in it when it was a lot of like multiples of the like like when it was just like the crew doing their thing like netflix shared a bunch of like stuff I've i've heard a very reasonable explanation for this i also have my own theory i i just i just thought he just like wasn't in the country but That's, like in, okay but so first of all i think of, all of that shit was filmed on the same day yeah and i think it was filmed in the netflix soundstage in brooklyn new york which is about a mile from the apartment that i am recording it Ooh. also and, is he's japanese but he's um he was born in los angeles okay he didn't start um working in japan he, he started uh acting in the u.s first okay and then um, when he was 20, he, he started, he went over to Japan and started working over there. So he became Oh, big. okay. So right. um, his, the accent yeah, that I'm picking I'm up is not because he's a native Japanese speaker and English is a second language. It's because he was, has child actor trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Makes um, sense. Okay. <laughs> but I can see in every one of these promotional things, like you can see how much of a weeb Nami is. Yeah. And then you can see how much of a, like a, I grew up watching and reading manga type of weeb that McKenyu is because every single time they mention something, um, mm-hmm. 
like one of the questions was uh they they asked uh, the actor that played Usopp uh is Usopp a god and the actor was like didn't know how to answer that and McKenney was like there's like a bunch of um a bunch of stuff like that like i can't say this i can't say this it's gonna spoil things uh i okay so i do uh i have heard that the reason he wasn't in as many promotional materials is because his japanese management is very strict Mm. um which is probably true however my personal theory is that i think he is the kim cattrall of the one piece cast which so on sex in the city kim cattrall who plays samantha was um okay also we've got about a minute left how how do we feel about doing another sesh i know three sessions is a lot i'm I'm okay with as long as you want to run this okay so i'm i'll try to wrap it up in the next sesh because i i also edit this so (laughs) i i understand completely video editing is a bitch but I only, I mean, it's mostly, it's, I edit audio. If I have time in the week, I do a social right. media clip. Like, I do, like, I have, if I had time, I would go back to YouTube. Like, I would, mm-hmm. like, play, like, a video game and, like, record my reaction and then basically, like, memify me playing it with, like, just a bunch of edits. Oh, that's it, a good it, idea. I mean, that's, a lot of people do that. Yeah, um, it, it's just a lot of work. It, it's akin to, like, animation taking literally forever oh yeah i had to do yeah. one animation project when i was in art school and it was, oh just it do was a minute list. project yeah no it was like that it was like, like... i mean my teacher was kind of cool. so i accidentally signed up for um figure drawing for animation when i needed to take like a generic figure drawing class actually it was one of the best classes i ever took i really loved it that being said animation's hard <laughs> i'm glad i never hard. have to do it again i'm a okay, game developer anyway, i do um, a pixel art animation uh in 10 minutes we will return with this recording i was in the middle of telling my theory about how McKenyu <laughs> is the kim cattrall of the one piece live action cast um <laughs> But I suspect that the overlap between Sex and the City fans and One Piece fans is just me. I'm I'm sure there are dozens of you. I, look. (laughs) I wish there were more of us. I wish there were more of us. I want to make the Nami Miranda comparison so often so badly, and yet I cannot. Yeah, I, I, I would not get it. No one would get it, but they both have that classic, like, early 2000s girl boss spiky ginger haircut, which is so iconic. Um, Very fair. We do still have, like, half of the episode to get, get through. But Let's get to it. Conveniently enough, this, I compared a lot of One Piece live action to the first Lord of the Rings movie, Fellowship mm. of the Ring. But I gotta be honest, this last episode, it is giving Return of the King, okay? With with a million endings? With the million, thank you, okay? So this episode is kind of two halves. And the first half we covered in the first, hopefully two thirds of this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) which is the fight between the Straw Hat crew and the Arlong pirates. Uh, That takes up about half the episode. And then the second half of the episode is just, oh, it's ending? This is a good place to end. 
And then you just feel like that every five minutes for the rest of the episode. Okay? Much like... um, Return of the King. Much like Return of the King. It just keeps ending and ending and ending. I think a little bit of this might be because of the film schedule. Originally, this was supposed to end at a different place than it ended. It was supposed to end after Logtown. However, they had to cut one to two episodes off of the complete runtime of the season because they were filming all of this during COVID. Mm. I'm really worried that this might also happen in season two because of the actor's strike. Which, Did they film Logtown? Um, what I've heard is that they have filmed some of it but they did not film all of it and again this this production was like cut up because of covid and i think they needed to meet deadlines and there were budget issues and a bunch of stuff happened so they in the end this was originally supposed to go through logtown and be a 10 episode season it ended after arlong park and it was in eight episode seasons it makes sense why we saw uh, a glimpse of Smoker yeah. <laughs> at the I end. I think that's my final note, is that we see Smoker. But we get ending after ending after ending. And much like Return of the King, they're all good. They could have mm-hmm. picked one. They maybe should have picked one. But again, if they picked one, then they would have had half an episode. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it makes sense that they wanted to have more episodes so 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 you know we could have had an ending for episode eight an ending for episode nine and an ending for episode 10 all of which felt satisfying but mm-hmm. instead we got them all in episode eight so let's go through them number one gum gum battle axe excellent looked yeah. great number two garp comes in wearing the garp force ones Mm-hmm. I love that they're all just wearing like sneakers. It's it's it must feel great to to be an actor there. So comfortable. It does. Now the crazy thing is, he hasn't been wearing the Garp Force once this entire time. No, he he has he has a, a couple different pairs of boots. Yeah, he's been he has, wearing he has... he's been wearing boots. He's been wearing like fucking. They're not white Tims, but to me, they're like spiritually white Tims because this is a New York based podcast. Mm-hmm. so he, he's got like white tims for most of this and then he comes out and he's got the garp force ones on to fight his grandson to me i think if you're fighting your grandson you should wear tims but That's i fun. get it you don't want to hurt him you don't want the steel toe Gar- garp shows up with the garp force ones he fights luffy Oh, that's why I brought up Comic Con is because I found a Garp and a Luffy. It was a dad and a son cosplaying as oh, like live action Garp so and Luffy, cute. and we all took a picture together. He like held up his son, like he was like beating oh, him was up. Was it a baby? No, no, oh. no. It was like a, <laughs> no, it was like teen. It, it looked like the actors that with the age. It was like a grandpa and like a teen son. It was that's it was very so adorable. Cute. All right, so we uh, we uh, Luffy fights Garp, and then um. We get one Are of my powers, or is he just like Garp does not guy. have powers. <laughs> Garp, so very far. There are three types of powers in the One Piece universe. All right, number one, devil fruit powers. 
They mm-hmm. ate the devil fruit. They made the deal. They got the powers. Number two, hockey. We're not getting into that because it's a spoiler. Number okay. three, unexplained. Right. Hands. I'm, I'm guessing hockey is not the Hands. Sp- hockey is not the source. So hockey, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, hockey is what um, Shanks did to the sea beast that got the sea beast to stand out and not kill him and Luffy. Gotcha. So it it's is, giving up an arm? Yeah, it's it's when someone eats your arm. And <laughs> that's, that's a power. It's uh, a power, actually. Um, made of meat. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> the third kind of power is unexplained, and that's what Garp has. Gotcha, yes. People in the One Piece universe can do shit that is impossible, and it's not explained. Stuff like be pregnant for 12 months. <laughs> It happened. And a pure willpower. Not twelve months. Sorry, twenty months. Oh yeah, that... twenty. <laughs> twelve is like oh, that's a little crazy, but no, twenty. Yeah, it's too many months. Okay, but they do something during after the after Garp accepts. Oh no, Luffy's got to live his dream. I look. I fit open on the pod. Did not love how much screen time the Marines got. I don't know how I feel about this fight. There's a part of me that's like, this is child abuse, even, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So the whole thing is just a little icky to me. But after that, we got a big party in Coco Village. And they do one of my least favorite Netflix things. I swear to God, there is a studio somewhere where Netflix is making songs that sound like pop songs, but are mm. not. Yes. And they all yeah. suck ass. Yeah. They yeah. all suck ass. I, for the most part, have liked the One Piece live action soundtrack. Yeah. It took me a while to come to that conclusion because I was so apprehensive about the, the fact that they're not using the anime soundtrack, which I love. Mm-hmm. but i like the live action soundtrack doing this podcast just made me think about it a lot more and it's actually good and it works with material for the most part the right. person who uh made the music for the live action is actually on tiktok and she like breaks down oh, and explains yeah. everything yeah it's it's yeah. actually pretty neat I she's like great that. she oh, yeah. is i i don't know if she she probably did someone who should pod. come on the pod honestly she's somebody who she should come should. on the pod because she should. She's she's a craftsperson who really cares about her work and has done a great job. I still don't like the Netflix fake pop songs. It's very Pirates of the Caribbean. I hate it. Look, I hate them in Queer Eye. Like, I I hate I hate in Queer Eye when they need a song and they force some ladies to record what sounds like a top forty song but is not. And it's always bad. Um, they do that a lot for Netflix original properties. Like if you watch like Love is Blind, Queer Eye, any of the reality type shows, there's so many of them. And in one piece, imagine. we get one. Yeah. And well, I still it, hate it. It also I, stands out because like there's not a lot of... Right. I think there's... For the most part, they've been doing this very um, Pirates of the Caribbean type soundtrack. And for the most part, it's worked. And then they just actually, it's been very consistent in musical themes. Like 
Arlong Park has a musical theme. The Baratier has a musical theme. Like it all kind of works. Yeah. Um, it's very similar. So in the what they do in the anime is that the individual characters kind of have musical themes and musical notes that like, like motifs. Yes. I know about music. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but they have those, right? So they have and then in the live action, it's less about the character, it's more about the location. And it works. It except for Arlong. Arlong gets his late motif. And it is trap music. Yep. That means it works though. It works for yeah, the most yeah. part. And then they've got this random bitch singing, and I don't like it. But yeah. it's very much a Netflix property, so whatever. That's what they do. Um wanted poster reveal. That's the next thing that happened. That's the next ending. After yeah. the big party, where I should mention. Uh, Sanji hits on Nami's sister directly in front of her. Yep. So, if she wasn't gonna fuck him, she, if she wasn't gonna fuck him before, now she's definitely never ever going to. Right. And neither. So, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm a I'm a Nami lesbian truther till the day I die. But oh yeah, no, she's gay. She's gay. She's gay. 100%. Even if even if she wasn't, she turned gay the moment you hit on her sister in front of her. <laughs> like, yeah, that... <laughs> don't do that, listeners. What not to do? It, it is truly a what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cute scene though. Yeah. It's a cute scene. The big party. The uh the new Nami tattoo reveal, the cover up tattoo reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, another big reveal, wanted poster reveal. I loved how this played out. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that it was kind of the conclusion of the of the, of the Kobe Luffy love plot line. <laughs> <laughs> because. This is when Kobe realizes that he can never be with Luffy and he needs to be with somebody in his own community. Right. But it was also great for its own reasons. Um, We get to see how all of the side characters are reacting to the wanted poster, which is one of the most satisfying parts of both the manga and the live action. My personal favorite is when they hung up Luffy's wanted poster in Baratier, like it was the Greek restaurant I worked at in Philadelphia. (laughs) They hung up the, so George Michael, the singer, he's Greek actually. And when he died, the restaurant I worked at hung up the Time magazine that he was on the cover of in the kitchen. (laughs) And and that's that's very much Chef Zaf. That's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, not then we got the um, friend or whatever scene, which is mm-hmm. already said. When I think about that, right. okay. And then we get the Shanks reaction. That's the one we're all waiting for. That's the big one. Also, the Yasop reaction. Uh, <laughs> Which, um, I was expecting, like, I mean, I guess they, 
it would have been repetitive because they did it with Kaya, but I was expecting him to like. Oh, it's Usa. Bitch, yeah. what Usab looks like. That's true. Yeah, he took to the no. <laughs> He's not seen that kid in like twenty years, and he's eighteen. Fun fact: He's still not ready to see him. Well, oh, I'm sorry, but they they show up to Shanks. I I was watching this on Sunday after going out Saturday night. And I'm like, oh my god, Shanks is so me coded. <laughs> Shanks is so me on the Sunday of Halloween weekend coded. Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I, I had the, I was right there with him. Shanks was you today after your birthday, probably. Yes. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, happy birthday. Thank you, guys. We have three more notes, and then we get to be done. All right. Finally, after ending number, what is this, ending three, ending four? Who knows? But we're on to another ending. It's the Jolly Roger reveal. Luckily, I already covered this one, which is that Usopp designed it and they don't give him credit. And uh, they should. Yeah. Still a good scene. Barrel scene where they all say their dreams. Classic classic mm-hmm. um i'm not even gonna get into <laughs> the differences between that barrel scene and the barrel scene in the manga because honestly who gives a shit it doesn't matter i kind of like how each character like like they didn't all just like here's my completely flexible flat leg <laughs> perpendicular to the barrel because me, I'm not flexible, and that just yeah. to watch in like, the <laughs> anime. So, like, I appreciated that, like, they kind of, like, you know, did things in their own personable way. The 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 spirit of Sanji entered all of them, and they got yes. that high kick power. Exactly. An- another thing me and him have in common. You're a good high kicker. Oh my god, I can kick over my head. Oh my god, I am. I oh shit, you really are Sanji coded. I need to see that. I don't think I've ever seen that in real life. Next next time you're in the city, kick over your head. I mean, I, let me see if I can get it in the frame. Like... Okay. Okay, Sanji. Okay. Okay, Sanji. All right, good for you. Very useless, but I can do it. They all got their classico outfits on, which is cool. The outfits they wear during the barrel scene, those are like their classico outfits in the manga, mm-hmm. which is great. And then, I don't know if this is before or after, but uh, Buggy and Alvita link up to maximize their joint sleigh, mm-hmm. which uh, iconic. I think they should just make them a couple. I like the little uh, little fan edits of, uh, of them being a couple. It's funny. They should. Just make them a couple. You know why? It's what the girls want. The girls. I don't know have... if that that's what the girls want. No, but... it's what the girls want. Look, I'm very. I think they want some of them body parts for themselves. Look, I ate the Toxica Toxica no me, and it made me permanently in touch with what I like to call the greater toxic female mindset. Okay, at any given time, I know what the most toxic woman in your life is thinking. And the most toxic women in the One Piece live action fandom 
they want buggy to have some love scenes they do they They do do. they want it they do they want it the girls want it okay and i think they should give it to the girls and it would not make sense with any character other than the female character he forms an alliance with opening the comment section of anything to do with buggy is like taking like a helicopter ride over the most feral place on the planet <laughs> just <laughs> i can't I, I it's the it's probably the most have you ever had a cat <laughs> i'm speechless have, have you ever had a cat like a female cat no it hasn't been fixed yet I've not, no. <laughs> is, is that what it's like? Uh, oh. that's, what that's, that's what it's like opening the comments of a post about Connecting Bucky. the dot. It's like female. It's just, no, I've never owned a female. A, oh. It's just a female cat. It's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of, yep. It's a bunch of, come on. Like that's, that's what's going on in those comments. Uh, and it's that one noise on TikTok, which is all the cats. <laughs> just that's what it and they need to give the girls what they want they need to um i i think the producer i think the writers of uh one piece live action by the way not too late to hire me and stevie we have scripts we can send <laughs> <laughs> this is true they're not one piece scripts but they are scripts right and, we'd, we'd be right we'd be yeah, right they need to give the girls what they want okay they need one of the writers to consume the Toxica Toxica no me and get in touch with the toxic women and give us a buggy love story. Anyway, Buggy and Alvita ma- uh, meet up to maximize their joint slay and also send all of the female cats watching One Piece into their little meow meow. I'm excited to see it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> happy for the Buggy Alvita Alliance. And then at the very end, they reveal a character, which I'm going to go on record now and say, I am going to be as problematic about him as we were about Buggy, Captain Smoker. I don't know that character. He's Obviously. a one. I'll send you pictures. I, I love Captain Smoker. I feel like a lot of the girlies are really excited for Ace next season. Um, My one coworker who watches One Piece when I casually brought this up, I'm like, I want them to get a next season. I'd like to see Ace. She says, we would all like to see Ace. <laughs> we we would all like to see Ace, Katu. And I'm like, all right. Okay. Anyway, I'm not an, I'm not an Ace simp for the simple reason uh, that I was in my mid-20s when I started watching One Piece. Mm-hmm. And Ace is 20 years old, so he's too young. Yeah. But Smoker's a cool and sexy late 30s. <laughs> so he is he is the character that I am most problematic about. I, I just I just looked up Ace. Um yeah. he's very he's very Tiago coded. Oh my god, Ace is so wait, I'm sorry, casting choice? Yeah. So Tiago is Stevie's former roommate. He's also the sexiest man alive. Um he's just gorgeous. He is truly the sexiest man I've ever met in person. I'm in there. Um, <laughs> he's Portuguese. He's got these like these blue eyes. I don't speak Portuguese. 
um honestly i'm just saying it would be less accent blind than a lot of the casting that's happened so far (laughs) i think he'd be good i think he'd do well i think he would do does does tiago act he's kind of a um jack of all trades a little bit yeah um he once told me that he never wanted to be anywhere where you had to lock your front door, which is one of the craziest things I'd ever I've ever heard in my life. Not a single place on this planet, I, buddy. I've, <laughs> I've never been a place on this planet where I would be comfortable leaving my front door unlocked. I mean, you out, want to live on an island by yourself. I mean, out 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 here though, like nobody does lock their door. I don't know no. if if you go up to if you go up to the Hamptons, it's like people have never heard of robbery. Right, like, like people, people are acting. And by the way, half these bitches also live in the city, so it's like, yeah, but it's like, the, like literally, there, like, um, there was one week where the East Hampton Star uh, police logs, which, by the way, if you don't read it, you should every Thursday. Um, where hey, now that I'm done with this podcast, I have time. Yeah, but uh, also this podcast usually comes out late Thursday night, but we're gonna be maybe not uploading as frequently so listener if you need something to do sorry stevie finish Um, your story uh, but quickly because we have to wrap up Uh, so like three three um three people who have the same jeep um accidentally they you know at three different incidents in the week each each pairing of them accidentally took the other one's car out of a parking lot um because they they left it uh and everyone's alive unlocked with the keys in the car and they just had to like they called the police to help them figure out the other who the other people were to get the car switched back i've seen i've I've seen that behavior when i visit you but hearing about it still yeah it still sends me okay let's wrap up the podcast everybody thank you for listening to one pod season one if you thought I was problematic about buggy, wait till you get to smoker. We will be back. Also, follow us. Links are going to be in the description of this episode. Follow Sugar Low on TikTok. He's making some of the best One Piece live action content out there. Who's making the best One Piece live action content out there? The good people at the One Piece live action crew, baby. But other than that, follow Sugar Low. Follow us. Um, uh, housekeeping. We're gonna upload some bonus content, and then who knows what we'll do. It's all it's all up in the air. So, uh, thank you for listening to season one, and good night. Good night, everybody. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. <laughs>